Well, welcome to the Remnant Godcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Very thankful that you're here, and we have a lot of things to discuss on the program today. Hey, if it's the first time you found us, we're going to welcome you to the show, and thank you for tuning in. And we are available online on various uh, podcasting platforms. And we are just a group of Christians that stand for the full Word of God. That's what the remnant is. We believe in the full Word of God. We stand for the full Word of God. In 2019, we are not afraid to speak out boldly and stand for righteousness in this hour. And so if you've tuned in and you feel that way, thank you. And uh, thank you for being one of the few uh, that are the warriors and the soldiers for Christ that are standing uh, in this hour. Uh, As we know, the hour is late. And uh, if you are seeking, but maybe you're not quite there yet, I still want to thank you for tuning in because I believe that there's something in you that's showing you that there's something going on in our world. And if you're seeking, the Bible says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. So I believe you will find exactly uh, what you're trying to find out. And I think God is leading you. And maybe that's why you're tuned in today. So thank you for tuning in. All right, guys. So we got a lot of things to discuss. Um, First, I want to just talk about this Greta Thornburn, I think her name was, a young lady that spoke yesterday at the United Nations. And uh, this was with regard to climate change, global climate change. And this young girl was paraded in front of the UN on the world stage to discuss what she described as something that was uh, really putting the world in danger of peril, where we could be seeing catastrophic changes to our earth and climate within the next couple of years. And so I just want to say, I've done a lot of research on this uh, for a very long time. I've listened to scientists on both sides talk about this and what my research has found. There's a couple of things, Uh, but I want to just talk about, first of all, the fact that the globalists have an agenda and isn't it so so, um, convenient that their agenda includes this climate change, which ends up being a huge tax on people like you and I. Uh, What it does is it causes us, uh, you know, and it gives the ability for the government to charge us for uh, our carbon footprints and our, you know, our supposed carbon footprint. And many of these people in these high government positions or bureaucrat positions are people who are really hypocritical because they uh, talk about carbon footprints, but most of them, many of them travel in private jets and live in very large homes that have a much larger carbon footprint than you or I have. And uh, there's an agenda here. And if you read UN Agenda 2030, this is a big part of it. Most people don't even know what UN Agenda 2030 is. But if you look into UN Agenda 2030, you'll see that uh, what they term as sustainable life lifestyles and uh, reducing carbon footprint of each global citizen, uh, this is a very big part, very much part of their agenda. And uh, if you notice the building in cities, uh, a lot of the homes, even when you go into the South, even when you go to the Midwest now, uh, that's what I've noticed in my travels. It's not just in Los Angeles and New York and big cities, but it's really everywhere. They've, they've changed the coding, uh, not necessarily the coding, but the, um, the architecture of, of new homes that they're building. And what they're trying to do now is build up. So in other words, the homes are really small amount of space that they, you know, they don't have acreage anymore. They don't have a large size lot. The lots just keep getting smaller and the houses are going up. And um, they're also using a lot of shared walls. So building a lot more condominiums, building a lot more apartments. This is their goal. This isn't just, uh, you know, 
coincidence or happenstance. This is because this is part of this UN Agenda 2030, which, by the way, under the Obama administration, we signed on to. And uh, it's very much being implemented. And so if you find it harder to find uh, your good old American dream style, good old fashioned house that, you know, was part of the American dream and still very much is, uh, you'll find it's harder and it's way more expensive as well. And that's no coincidence. Again, that's that's not just um, a matter, you know, of, of coincidence. That's actually happening for a reason. And they're pushing people like my generation, Generation X and Y and the millennials. They're pushing us into these more sustainable uh, residences, which are smaller, more compact, uh, very much shared, kind of like a community type. And again, part of the UN Agenda 2030 is to keep you, they would love it if you worked within a few miles of your home or if you shopped within a few miles of your home. Um, you know, where you rode bikes around, you see a lot of these electric bikes and scooters popping up in cities all around. Again, no coincidence. All of this is part of this sustainable agenda. Now, it sounds really good. And that's, this is where Christians are getting caught up in this because it sounds really good. Like, who doesn't want to save the earth, right? I mean, and especially if you're programmed, uh, look at this Greta girl from a very young age. And this isn't just happening in the United States, obviously. Uh, this is happening all around the world. And so, you know, this, this programming of this young generation, but you have to look at the facts. And so this is what we've done is we've looked at the facts and we've looked at what the, you know, the science, scientific community have, have said. And we've looked at the, the statistics and the charts and we've looked at the ice caps. And, you know, I've heard speeches on both sides, you know, many, many of them, because this is an issue that I've really dug into. And what I found is, first of all, this agenda and that the left is in America is pushing, it would not require uh, the largest uh, nations that are producing the most pollution, like China and India. They're exempt for some reason from these uh, climate accords, or they're not they're not adhering to what we would adhere to here in the United States. So some of the biggest polluters in the world, China, India, will not be adhering to these policies that they're trying to implement, that the left in America and, and the globalists around the world are trying to implement. So this creates a big problem because what it does is it causes us here in the United States to have to um, comply with these very stringent rules and regulations when it comes to our manufacturing sector. And it puts us in a very bad position. We already have the unions here in the United States. And that's a whole other story because it, it makes wet wages a lot higher than the rest of the world that don't have unions, places like Indonesia, China, Taiwan, you know, um, it's not, it's not comparable. And so that's why so many of our companies have outsourced to these countries around the world, because they're not held to the same standards when it comes to wages and, and, you know, conditions. And I'm not against having good conditions. I think we should have good conditions, but this is why the president of the United States has implemented these tariffs because he's trying to set more of a level level playing ground and to reduce the deficit and bring back jobs and manufacturing here in the United States. In fact, I don't know if you saw the story, but Apple is going to start producing uh, in Texas again. Wow, that's a huge victory. That's because of the tariff situation. That's because it's now going to be more affordable for them to once again manufacture uh, parts to, I think it was the iPhone, the new iPhone here in the United States. This is what we want to see. We want to see manufacturing brought back. We want to see jobs brought back. We want to see a more level playing field and when there are countries that are human rights violators like China, 
and uh, many of the other countries I just mentioned and some that I didn't mention, um, you know, they don't have good, they don't have high wages. And some of these countries pay like $1 an hour, some pay less. I mean, the, the wages are insane compared to our rate wages. Uh, if you were to compare them to the U.S. dollar and what these people are actually making. I mean, some of these people make like $36 a week or $40. I mean, they're living in extreme poverty. They're living in slave working conditions where they literally, their whole life is around their working. And, you know, they have like a home that's at, the, at their factory and they live there. I mean, look into this. Go online and Google Chinese work camps. You know, a lot of people don't realize what these people are doing and how they're living and why we're getting the goods so cheap from places like China. And so uh, they, they are one of the biggest human rights violators in the world. And it's not a level playing field. So if we were to adhere to uh, these climate accords, and that's why the president pulled us out, but if we were to adhere to these, uh, these things that Obama signed on to, uh, we would be at a very big disadvantage because we have, again, unions which protect wages, which means that our American workers in manufacturing sector, you know, they're protected. And that's good. Again, I'm not saying that's bad, but it doesn't allow us to be competitive with these countries that are cheating like China and others. And so what happens is uh, we produce the goods. The companies say, look, we can't be competitive. There's no way for us to compete, you know, against our, you know, our competition out there in the marketplace. So we have to outsource our workers and our jobs to China, to these places, to Mexico, places like that, because, uh, we, you know, it's just there's no way that we can make money in, in the way that we're doing it. Because people, unfortunately, here in the United States, they don't really care too much that the goods are made in the United States. If it says made in the USA, people don't really care. I mean, they'd rather just get a value and get cheap. And so they don't care how it was made or the conditions that it was made under. Because really, the media has been completely crickets and silent when it comes to exposing these things. So again, signing on to these climate accords, it, it's, it puts the U.S. and a lot of the Western world at a huge disadvantage because these other countries that are the major players like China and India and others, you know, are not going to adhere to uh, these very stringent uh, restrictions that would be put into place. So it really puts us at a disadvantage. And it, it here's the thing, it's not going to change anything when it comes to the environment. It's because the U.S., is not really the big, um, you know, polluter anymore. I mean, we've we've already implicated a lot of, you know, we've implemented, excuse me, a lot of, um, you know, laws. I mean, I live in California. There's a lot of uh, environmental laws when it comes to emissions on vehicles and, you know, many other things, factories and whatnot. So we are already uh, moving that direction. Uh, and again, I'm not against solar energy. I'm not against nuclear energy. You know, I'm not against some of these uh, less pollutant type of energy resources, but we need to do it in a way that uh, transitions us over time to where we're still competitive and where we're able to produce uh, competitively without a budget deficit and where the other countries are playing fair because otherwise it puts, a, puts the U.S. and our companies and our businesses at a great disadvantage. But that being said, that being said, because I want to, you know, be, I understand there's people that are really super concerned about our environment, super concerned about our world. But again, a lot of this is propaganda too. And let me explain why. The, the earth is, is really, um, it operates in a cycle. So the climate operates in a cycle. There's periods of time where the earth, you know, goes down a couple degrees and, you know, we go into like a mini ice age period. You can look at historical records and see that that's happened uh, many times over the centuries. And, you know, there's periods of time where it's a little bit warmer, you know, and, and so this happened way before the industrial age. And so to blame it on humans is really unfair because the world is cyclatory. The, the world 
cycles when it comes to climate and that's proven fact and you could even look at um, you know if you look at the um, the various deposits of uh, where, where these geologists go into the earth and study the different layers you can see that the layers prove that theory um, that there have been you know periods of ice age there have been periods of you know a few degrees warmer um, and so that's just something that's been going on forever so to say that that's man-made is a lie and a farce and it's propaganda but unfortunately a lot of people are buying into that and they're thinking, especially with people like Al Gore and, and others like this Greta girl, they're thinking, oh my gosh, the world could end in like nine years. We're going to see, well, they've been saying this for like 40 plus years and it hasn't happened. In fact, when I was a child, they said that we, you know, it was going to be global warming. Now they're calling it climate change because, you know, parts of the world are cooling. And so they can't even, you know, get the, they have to change the lingo because their lie is being, you know, shown by statistics and, and, just anybody who has common sense. And so they have to change the, the verbiage. They have to change the terminology in order to get people to keep buying into this. But there's people that have bought into this, even in the Christian community, wholeheartedly, where they, they really believe this, this whole agenda. And this is just part of this socialist, communist, globalist uh, attempt to take over every aspect of our life so they can charge us for our carbon footprint. They can, you know, they want to charge us like, you know, for miles. It's already been brought forth in California. Lawmakers have tried to do this other places around the country where they want to charge, you know, each citizen for the miles they drive, uh, you know, and, and those are just taxes. That's all that is. It, it's not going to help the environment, but they do want to make it where eventually they're going to make it like, you know, if you go over to, uh, you know, Europe and parts of Europe, they already pay $5 a gallon or more, you know, uh, for gas. And they're going to they're gonna push that here to where it's going to be more and more expensive for American citizens to drive because that would mean that less people will drive, more people will carpool, and this, again, fits into their agenda. So it's not to make it more convenient for us. It's not to make us more competitive in the workplace. It's not to really uh, fix the environment because if that were the case, then you know every country would have to sign in. But it's, it's a really unfair deal where the U.S. would sign on to things that other countries are not adhering to and it would put us at a great disadvantage, especially economically. But again, this is just part of the left's agenda to push us into a position where it collapses the system. And people say, whoa, 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 what do you mean collapse the system? Well, if you look at the Cloward and Piven model, which is a, a model that the left is very much adhering to and very much wanting to see and implement here in our country, they want to push us into uh, a breaking point. That's why they're allowing all these things. That's why they're pushing for kids in school not to be punished, you know, and, and to make it where the, the teachers can't suspend kids. That's why they're, you know, allowing the uh, homeless situation to explode in sanctuary cities all around the country now that we're seeing this happen where it's just an exploding population of homeless and people that are living on the street, living under overpasses, you know, living on the sides of freeways, living in Skid Row. You know, we're seeing... Um, uh, mid medieval times uh, diseases reemerge like bubonic plague and uh, leprosy and typhus and typhoid. You know, th these things are crazy, but this is actually happening to push us to the brink, to push us to where we feel so overwhelmed. And that's why so many people are feeling overwhelmed because it's really a spiritual battle that we're in between light and darkness. But the people of this world that are that are involved in this agenda are very much pushing us towards this in every aspect of the way. I mean, you know, if you look at the the pornography, how they're pushing that 
on our children where more and more people are engaging in pornography. You're looking at your smart devices and people in the church are, are addicted and struggling with this. You know, And these are all areas that are pushing us over the edge for their agenda so that they can collapse the system eventually and then implement a new world order or a new system that will not allow us the freedom of speech, the freedom to bear arms, and so many other protections that our Constitution, you know, the religious liberties and freedoms. So the President of the United States came out at the UN yesterday while this bizarro climate situation where all these, you know, was taking, sucking a lot of the air out of the room for the media. I mean, they just went berserk on it because, you know, the whole mainstream media is part of this globalist cabal that's pushing this agenda. So they were all reporting on this Greta girl and, you know, everybody's involved in it. You're seeing it all over Facebook. A lot of Christians are even sucked into this false narrative here. And meanwhile, the president of the United States is standing with evangelicals and Christian leaders like Franklin Graham and others that were present at the UN, Jim Garlow, uh, a man of God, many others that were over there yesterday. And the president is talking about religious liberties and freedoms and persecution around the world. And yet there's Christians that aren't understanding that this man is actually standing for our cause. He's standing for religious liberties and freedom. People are being, um, you know, they're sitting here judging the president. I'm hearing even Christian commentators, well, he's standing for this or, you know, this doesn't really mean that he's standing for religious liberties. Listen, I have never in my lifetime seen a president that was bold enough to go out there and stand for the persecuted church. We should be uh, dancing in the streets and so excited that a president would have that on his heart. And yeah, he's not perfect and he may not understand, you know, how all his speechwriters and people write things to be more inclusive and fit in with today's PC culture. He has to kind of tiptoe around certain things, otherwise they'll just malign him. But at the same time, this man did come out while this bizarro climate change agenda was being pushed on the world on the global you know stage there the world stage from this greta and others the president of the united states was standing for religious liberties and freedoms and i just think that is commendable and i want to commend the president of the united states and say thank you sir thank you for standing for religious liberties because i've been studying pew research i've been studying uh you know the barna group and others that have been coming out with statistics for the last many years where each year the christian persecution in the world has you know incrementally gone up and it continues to go up and so christians are persecuted in fact they're the most persecuted people around the world we barely hear any reporting on it from the mainstream corporate media there are you know entire sects of christians like the coptics and the azidis in syria and places in iraq you know where where entire christian sections you know sects of people have been wiped out raped pillaged plundered in these wars in the Middle East and in some of these situations that have been going on around the world, the, the Arab Spring and others over the last you know many years. So there is a major uptick in persecution of the church. And I'm thankful that the President of the United States was willing to speak about this on the world stage, bring awareness to the issue. And I really believe the church should be standing with him and praying for him. And isn't it just ironic, or actually it's not, that today the Democrats are trying to impeach him. A day after he stood for religious liberties and freedoms, the Democrats are once again pushing a very fresh and new, strong push for impeachment. And at, with once again, no evidence, you know, what evidence have they shown with this whole Ukraine accusation? They have not shown any evidence. There's no recordings that they've brought forth. It's still an unnamed source. You know, no one's coming out and saying, oh yes, you know, I heard it. 
And the president is very much aware that people listen into his conversations. So he's not foolish. He's not stupid. He knows that there's spy agencies listening into his conversations with foreign leaders. And so I want them to, you know, to produce the evidence, produce the evidence to this story that you're claiming. Because you didn't produce it with the Russia collusion story, and that was all a fraud and a farce, and you and you spent millions of U.S. tax dollars on nonsense and caused our country great division for several years and a bunch of people to have Trump, Trump derangement syndrome and be completely hysterical over all this stuff. And once again, you're pushing a false agenda with this Ukraine story, another nonsense story, even more nonsense than the Russia collusion. They have not a shred of evidence. And yet it's all over the mainstream media. They're all the little puppets, the mockingbird media that's out there doing the bidding of the CIA. And then I see Christians on my feeds, on social media, buying into this garbage, buying into the climate change garbage. It's garbage. And listen, they're going to push this more and more. Tolerance, you know, the LGBTQ agenda, the climate change, you know, you're going to be called a climate denier. If you, if you don't buy into what they're saying to tax you more, uh, you know, to, to, to bring in, rein in more control over your life, more control over your buying habits, you know, more silencing of people like me that are speaking out, more targeting of people. You know, they're going after the NRA. They're going after their banking. They're going after the way that they take in donations. They're going after their websites. This is what they do. And they're going to continue to do this. If they've come after one group, they're coming after you soon, Christian. You think you haven't been touched yet, so you're okay. That's not the way it works. This is a, a, a process here, and it's a slow and gradual process. It's like the frog that's in the boiling water that doesn't know. It's a slow and it's a gradual process. But if we don't wake up now, we're going to wake up to a hellish condition in a few years where we don't even know how we got there because it didn't happen overnight. They have uh, laws and agendas already waiting, just waiting in the Congress that they haven't brought forth to the floor yet, you know, bills that they're just waiting for the right moment to use, to seize the next shooting event that they can bring forth this new legislation to the floor. They're just waiting. You know, that's what they do. They have it all prepared. You don't think that just all of a sudden, you know, a big event happens and then, wow, out of nowhere, they, they bring this new uh, bill to the floor. How did, where did the bill come from? How did they write a 900 page bill in two days? They didn't, it's been sitting there waiting, waiting for the right moment for them to seize that moment and to then utilize that for their advantage to push their agenda. And this is what they're doing. And that's why it's a big deal. The president of the United States is standing for religious liberties and freedom because he's pushing back against the agenda to silence us, to silence the church, to, to put us into these, uh, you know, uh, technical ghettos, I guess you would call them, where you can't talk online, you know, where no one, you're shadow banned and Facebook, you know, makes it where people can't see, you know, your post. And this is what they're doing. So you, you post it on Facebook and you think people can see it, but Facebook using their algorithms and their, they have a whole force of people. It's like an army of people at Facebook that are looking for Christians and conservatives and things that they don't approve of that they can shadow ban. If you don't know what shadow banning is, it means that where people can't really see your posts. You know, even though it's out there, not a lot of people are seeing it because it's it's you, it looks to you like you're posting it on your device, but other people aren't seeing it in their feed. This is what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. This is what they're doing, and that's why I'm so passionate. People think, you know, I'm like a voice in the wilderness here, but you know, I think some people get it, and I'm thankful for you, the remnant that get it. But there's still a lot of people that don't realize this huge push. And it's all connected. It's all connected. 
If you don't think the climate change agenda is connected to the LGBTQ agenda, which is connected to the socialist communist agenda, which is connected, I mean, this is the same stuff that, that Hitler used. Hitler pulled, you know, women out just like that girl Greta to, 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 to encapsulate the minds, to, 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 to mess with people's heads. It's propaganda. And yet people are buying into it by the droves. And when I used to read in the Bible when I was young about the end time deception, I never really thought how it would play out. But now that we're here in this late hour and I'm watching this mass deception where people are completely deceived that the media has been weaponized against the people. You know, it's literally a weaponized propaganda outlet. You know, all these outlets that are, you know, putting these stories out like the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, they're being utilized by the deep state to literally change our nation and change our world. And a large amount of people, and unfortunately even in the church, are buying into this. So we, we, we've got to wake up because we've got to understand this is all part of the same agenda. To take away our guns, take away our freedoms, to force us to comply to this new norm system where the family is broken up, where you know, marriage is now defined differently. They've literally changed the definition of it, you know, where all these things and you're labeled a hater and a climate denier and all these things where it could affect your employment status. It can affect your money. It can affect your living conditions. They could literally just ban you like they've taken people like Laura Loomer and others completely off social media, Alex Jones, completely off social media where they just silence them. They silence their voice where they're now a non-person. They're banned. It's like that, that show Black Mirror. I mean, literally. Social credit score has already been implemented here in the United States. It's not to the extent of China yet, but it's, it's being uh, rolled out in a different way where it's non-governmental, but yet it's being used by the technocrats. And the technocrats are very much in line with the leftists and the socialist communists. So we don't know how long broadcasts like this are even going to be allowed. I'm going to be honest with you guys. We don't know how long. The Bible says the truth shall set the captive free. Now, am I against doing things that are good for the earth? No, not against that. I mean, look, if I can do my part and definitely I'm not somebody that's throwing a bunch of trash all over the streets and you know, I want to take care of the environment. I'm not against that, but I'm just saying we need to understand the difference between propaganda and something that's being pushed on us, which is a false narrative and the truth. So there's nothing wrong with us, you know, trying to take care of the environment, but we need to do it in a way that's also makes sense and you know is practical, pragmatic. Not that it's going to put us at a great disadvantage and and set our economy into a tailspin, because that's what this would do. So you know we this is a lie. Uh, there's propaganda being brought out to us every day, and the president of the United States, not a perfect man, but he's trying to take a stand. And Christians need to come together and understand. Listen, if you're going to sit here and condemn the president, Christian news media outlets, you know, sitting on a high horse. And, and, and what are you going to get by, by telling your audience and other Christians not to vote for the president of the United States or starting to make them turn on President Trump? What are you going to get in replace of that? You're going to get Elizabeth Warren or, or whoever else the left parades out, their, their latest socialist communist. That's going to fundamentally change our country because Obama already fundamentally changed our country. And the president is trying to undo a lot of that damage, but a lot of it's already done. And that's why we're seeing the mass hysteria and chaos in many of our cities and with our young people, because 
there has been a very nefarious agenda for the last many years that has been pushed on them and now they're going crazy because of it. We got a major warfare situation where the church needs to rise up and mentor and disciple and tell these young people the truth and break people out of this lie that they bought into. And it's a battle. It's a battle that we're all in and we're going to have to understand and get, you know, uh, really a download from the Holy Spirit where we're going to have to understand a strategy on how to push back against this. And I think part of that is more and more people speaking out, standing up, praying, interceding, teaching the young people the truth, showing them what the Word of God says, contrasting and comparing to what's going on in our world so that they can see the Bible is literally coming to light before our eyes, and understanding the agendas, looking into them, reading them. Listen, I read UN Agenda 2030. That's why I know what's in there. You know, I read, I read these laws that they're trying to push on us. I, I understand the agenda that they're trying to push on us because it, it, it helps me. It's a tool for me to speak with an educated stance so that I can speak these things and make sense. And the people that are my detractors and that are trying to take me down, you know, they can understand, hey, listen, this guy knows what he's talking about because don't take my word for it. Go look at it yourself and you'll see that what I'm saying is true. You know, I'm not saying everything I ever say is 100% correct because sometimes I may misspeak, but I do do a lot of research and I'm doing this because I care and I'm doing it because I'm trying to wake people up and I'm doing it because honestly it's a calling that God's asked of me and I said yes, but this is not for, you know, my popularity or trust me, I go through a tremendous amount of warfare by bringing this information out, but I think it's that necessary and that important that my family is willing to stand with me and we're willing to stand against the adversary in this hour and uh and so that's what we're doing so listen we've already ate up a half hour time the show is a half hour show so we'll talk more about this tomorrow but thank you for tuning in to the remnant godcast please share the links and uh continue to be a truth seeker continue to be praying for our country pray for our president pray for the church pray for people of god to wake up in this hour god is faithful i believe that he will do this he will answer our prayers He's a faithful God. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in.